Latino, I absolutely hate the New Year, New You bullshit. Oh it gosh. is my least favorite thing. On that note, welcome back to Tattoo Homewreckers, <laughs> a podcast <laughs> where we talk about tattoos, life, and everything in between. My name is Calista, and this is Gaia. And as you could have guessed, we're talking about New Year, New You. Yep. New oh. Year's resolutions and all of the bullshit that surrounds them. Yeah. Nah, we... I'm really happy because neither of us agree with the whole new year, new me bullshit um, that people fall into, not just because it is like a way for companies to get your money. And I don't agree with that. It's also an entire diet culture thing. Yes. Which as someone recovering from an eating disorder, fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck the diet culture. Uh, uh-uh. Fuck the corporations that make money out of you being insecure about yourself. I just realized this is my very first year not going on a diet. Oh my gosh, this is like, amazing. Yeah, this year will be my first year of not being like, hi, I'm going to diet or I'm going to commit to working out X number of like blah, 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 all that garbage. Mm-hmm. Yes, because fuck that. I saw a tweet that I posted on my Instagram a while ago and it was like, imagine how many companies would go out of business if women just chose to love themselves as they are. And I po- reposted it and I was like, yeah, choose you. Do not choose them. Because fuck that shit. And again, fuck the New Year new me i just if you're okay if you're gonna start working out because of health reasons because you would just want to work out because it makes you feel good or if you're going to start you know i don't know cleaning up your diet and i'm not saying dieting culture i mean just like adding a piece of broccoli to your plate every day i love broccoli love broccoli adding just like one vegetable or not whatever just because it makes you feel good set Mm -hmm. the intention but make sure the intention isn't set based off of self-hatred or insecurity that will not ever get you anywhere. It's not sustainable. And it's, it's a vicious not. cycle. If you're if you're trying to convince yourself to do something by punishing yourself, it's not going to work out. No. <laughs> hate to break it to you. It, it's not going to work out for you. Um, and nonetheless, you have every day of the year to decide to reinvent yourself and or build new habits. Yeah, I find to- personally... Um, this time of year, I am not motivated mm-hmm. to do anything. It's cold outside. Um, and, you know, if you've listened to this more than just this five minutes, mm-hmm. um, I fucking love the snow. So you know that. Y'all know this. Anyone that knows me knows that, like, snow is my favorite. Um, so I do like being outdoors. Mm-hmm. But I have so much more self, like, energy for growth during summertime. Like, during the time that it's warm, like, some of our hardest conversations that we had last year Mm -hmm. were around, like, July to August. Mm -hmm. And we would sit outside around the fire pit as a family and have, like, a cider, a wine, whatever, a beer. And then we would just, like, talk about things that, like, we needed to address as a family. Mm -hmm. I.e., guy needs to, like, let go. Um, yes. Or i.e. guy has an eating disorder. Um, but most <laughs> of that shit happened during summertime. So yeah. I feel like this whole new year, new you bullshit. Like, I feel like my time of, hey, we're going to get this, like, the most growth out of it is when the days are longer. Because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to push myself to grow right now. Bitch, no. there's five hours of daylight. And it's, I'm it, trying to hibernate. I'm a yes, bear. It is our time of rest. Yeah. And that is something that, like, you've been working on this year for sure. Is I just, did a like, puzzle. Yeah, amazing. We did a puzzle. The, we everyone did a puzzle. put puzzle pieces in. It was great. Yes, and it was very, it was very fun. I will say that. As yeah. someone who struggles heavily with puzzles, it was very fun. Um, and, you know, it's the time of rest, and you can't 
can't just you can't force that onto yourself you know what I mean and yeah. I, I feel like how many success stories have you heard that like people are like oh yeah I started this because like of the new year and then it ended up working out throughout the for years and years and years and years and years to come I haven't heard very many Honestly. Come to think of it, if I went back through my New Year's resolutions of all the years, because I used to always do that, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any of them that I, like, continue to have. No. Whereas the purely organic, like, growth, like, the just the desire to grow yes. that lasts throughout the year. And like I said, like, for me specifically, summertime, just because the days are longer and I have a lot more energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can go on, like, longer walks, so I have more reflection. Um, those are the times that I'm like, hey... I'm really motivated to, like, try new habits. Yeah. But, like, this is the time of year when um, alcohol is more because Mm -hmm. it's warm and it's nice and it makes the days better. Yeah. And it's just, like, I want to sleep more and I want to watch more TV. And, like, Mm -hmm. now I'm understanding that this is the time of year that instead of freaking out where before it was, like, did you know the average American gains two pounds of body fat from New Year's to... Or from Thanksgiving till New Year's, blah, blah, blah. And I used to freak out. And, like, yesterday I was a genuine trash panda. And it was Love great. It. Um, because then today I woke up and, like, part of that learning to listen to my body is my body was like, can you give me lots of veggies? Mm-hmm. And I ate lots of veggies. Yeah, and that's amazing. Whereas, like, when I wrote down on my New Year's resolution to be like, eat more veggies. Okay, boo. You already eat, yeah. Yeah, you already do. Like, I would put shit that I'd already naturally do Mm -hmm. that I just didn't do this time of year because, like, my body doesn't want it. This time of year, my body wants, like, sweets and carbs. Yeah. Whereas during summertime, I'm like, nah, bitch, I want smoothies and green drinks and, like, understanding the ebb and flow. So, like, why are we forcing this new year, new year? I I fucking want a new me. I love me. Yeah, exactly. And that's my thing is like as two people who like are borderline obsessed and have just fallen in love with like self-improvement, we are obsessed, but we are genuinely in love with self-improvement in any aspect of like mental health, physical health, whatever, emotional intelligence, stuff like that. Um, I fucking there's a huge part of me that absolutely despises corporations and companies that use the disguise of self-improvement but are actually just completely benefiting off of the like self-destruction and like self-punishment and insecurities of other people. Yeah. Fuck that noise. No, fuck that. If you want to self-improve, you know us. We are the two people that will encourage that to the max, but don't listen to the fucking companies that like use it as a disguise to throttle you into an eating disorder or paying money, a boatload of money for, I don't know, fucking diet teas. That are really just laxatives. Um, Dude, I, just, <laughs> I took so many of those laxatives. Mm-hmm. And everyone would always talk about shitting themselves. And I never shit myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I never lost money on laxatives. Oh. Or, I'm sorry, not money. I've never lost weight. Like, Oh, there we go. I never fucking, like, nothing happened. Yeah. What the fuck? No, it's just, it's stupid. It's, uh, what do they call it? Snake oil. All it is is snake oil. And, and okay, on, you know, the topic of self-improvement, there are several things that you can do to actually have everlasting habits and things that will actually help your day-to-day life and improve them. Um, but you won't find that in the whole dieting realm or like, I don't know, just like the beauty uh, industry. Um, and before I get into that, I did want to kind of talk about like the like chemistry that happens in your brain when people say, like, New Year's resolutions, 
um, and say that they want to change. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think what happens in your brain is like you do get a huge dopamine spike when you say you want to change because you it's don't exciting. Think you know that. Yes. Yes. I know that there's a huge dopamine spike when you say you want to change. When you say that, like, oh, I'm going to start working out or I'm going to start eating healthier. I'm going to take more protein. I'm going to X, Y, and Z. There is a dopamine rush that happens in your brain. Because your body doesn't know the difference between you saying you're going to do it yes. and actually doing it. Yes. It's the same thing as watching videos of people work out. Yeah. You do get that high of like, oh my God, it's almost the same high that you get um, when you actually do the fucking work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and so that's a dangerous place to be in because it you can say that you want to do these things, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to. <laughs> so don't get them con- confused, you know. Yep. Just know that that's a natural thing. Happens to all of us. Um, but if you actually want to make a change, you do need to know that, like, chemistry-wise, scientifically, biologically, you can't just rely on that dopamine rush to get said results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Well, I think that's that, like, age-old saying of, like, motivation will only get you so far. Mm-hmm. But we're not motivated every day. So discipline is what actually gets yes. you results. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, the discipline of being like, hey, look, I said I was going to do this, so let me do it. Yes. Love it. Love that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. Probably James's book. Yes. Yeah. So the book that we talk about all the fucking time. All the time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So if you guys actually want to like improve and like see how you can improve and we cannot stop talking about this fucking book and it's been years that Mm -hmm. we've read it and we do actually in springtime, we do tend to reread it again. Yeah. If not the whole book, at least like a big solid chunk of the book. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, we should do an entire episode. So future mm-hmm. episode is just going to do the breakdown of our favorite book, Atomic Habits. Yeah, I love that. I mm. love that. Mm, if, mm, mm. if you guys do have New Year's Eve resolutions, and I actually like resolutions the same way that I like Zodiac signs. <laughs> it's fun to talk about. I know for a fact I'm not going to complete any of them or all of them. I, I shouldn't say any of them. I'm not going to complete all of them. Like you said, a lot of the productivity happens in summer for me as well. Yeah. In winter, I am just like fighting for any kind of dopamine that I can get and just like staying afloat and like just making sure that I can like just do human things. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, we can't stop fucking talking about it, will break down um, actually how to change your day-to-day life, how to break out of the cycle, how to get out of the fucking matrix. Mm -hmm. Um. He talks a lot about systems in place, so whatever systems that you have that have landed you in a place that you don't want to be in, or systems that you should consider in order to get into a place that you do want to be in. Yep. He breaks them down so well, so scientifically, and it's amazing. So that book's a fucking game changer. But New Year, New Me? <laughs> yeah, but no, none of this New Year, New Me. Here's the thing. You aren't going to change you. You are that. you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like... I, you know, what, the whole moving to a new school as a kid, you're like, okay, I get to reinvent me. And you know what happens? You end up still becoming you. Yeah, I tried to do that shit in sixth grade. Still you, yeah. We moved from Florida to South Carolina, and I was like, oh my God, this is a fucking new school, new state. No one knows me. This is like right when baby internet was happening, so there wasn't any social media Nothing of the sort. So no one knows me. So I can be anyone I want to be. And I was like, I'm going to be a popular kid. Mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. And that lasted sixth grade, right? Because I had long blonde hair and I was like, oh yeah, I'll play the role. Super religious school. Mm, yeah. um, it was a public school, but it's just, it's a South. So it's super religious. Yeah. 
And then I made the, I don't know, I will say mistake, but really like it wasn't my mistake. Mm -hmm. I told my friend that I was atheist in the summer between sixth and seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And I had done a really good job of playing this role of being like goody two shoes, fucking popular girl. Like, yeah, a hundred percent mean girls. That was me. Um, and then I told my friend I wasn't religious. She went and told everyone in the school. So by the time seventh grade came around, I, it was, I was outed for being an atheist, Mm -hmm. which in a very like Southern Baptist school was the worst thing you could be. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like, okay, well you kept this like facade for your school days. But even then, like it got exhausting that by the end of this school year, which is what nine fucking months I was exhausted Mm -hmm. and I was lost because I was like, this is not who I genuinely am as I'm listening to them say really mean shit about other girls. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, okay, yeah. In my brain thinking like, I don't know. I think that jacket's dope. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to just being myself. So like you can pretend to be someone else for a little bit of time, yeah. but it's going to, like you said, unless it's motivated by like a good thing motivated by the love of yourself Mm -hmm. you're gonna end up slipping back into who you actually fucking are yes yes. and don't get me wrong you can be better like i grew up being a pathological liar i learned that lying was much easier than dealing with a unstable parent oh yeah absolutely so i i'm a fucking bomb at lying Mm mm-hmm um, and most people won't admit that because they're like, I love to say that I'm a bad liar. So people believe me. Nah, bitch, I'm a great liar. Nah, dude. Um, I love I just, that. <laughs> As a naive person, yeah. I, when people say that to me, I'm like, well, it, whether you're good or not, I'm going to believe. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, you are genuinely a naive person. Yeah. And you're not trying to actively change that. So no. So there's those core values. Like I am always <laughs> going to speak out for any sort of injustice that I see. That is a core intrinsic value of who I am. I'm always going to find ways to make things better, like to improve systems, all of that. That is like who I am. So I can build off of the things that I'm good at and also recognize that like, hey, the biggest thing we learned over this last year was me releasing control and being like, hey, Mm -hmm. you don't need to be in control of everything. And it's so beautiful. It's Um, gorgeous to watch. And it's it's painful, Mm -hmm. but it's still like a part of what I'm learning to do. Mm -hmm. And so... I didn't learn that through fucking this bullshit of new year, new me. I learned it through actively pursuing my own change and being like, hey, these parts about yourself are making your life not as happy. And then finding like, in my case, finding uh, Glennon Doyle's podcast. Oh my God. And Did we find that out this year? No, we didn't. We were still listening, right? Yeah, we found it out... Uh, it was like earlier, like yeah. last January or so. Yeah. It was like right when they first started. I listened to the very first episode. Oh, and right. then it was over like spring, summertime when sister mm-hmm. had her um, episode where she talked about like always having to be in control and being up on the wall. And like if you've heard past episodes, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. And that was like my wake up call. But if I did the if I subscribed to the like very Western culture belief of New Year, New Me. I would have been like, well, fuck, I'll just throw that off till next year instead of being like, hey, right now I'm presented with this opportunity for growth Yes. and just seizing each one of those. And like if the, if right now you are presented with an opportunity of growth so and hard. it is the first or second of January, fucking go for it. Yeah. Do it. I'm not saying don't because of this time of year. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying don't wait for this time of year yeah. 
And that don't put all of your fucking eggs in this basket of resolutions. And I do. Yes, I love that. And I do love the idea of like, no, like you are the same person. If I reinvent myself, like Mm -hmm. that is definitely. um, okay. yeah, that's not the right word. Reinventing yourself because you can't reinvent yourself. Let's be honest. There are systems in place. There are childhood traumas and mm-hmm. systems that you have lived with and that you will have to live with and unpack and break down actively not mm-hmm. passively for the rest of your life you will have to actively work on like yourself can i add a note yes. to that mm-hmm. and as someone who's i'm long removed from childhood mm-hmm. so there are a lot of traumas that happened through my marriage mm-hmm. that like being in a 15 year relationship with my husband means that as we are unpacking like ourselves I guess he's going to therapy Mm -hmm. we then don't I don't get the excuse of like okay well that happened in your childhood nah bitch I laid that trauma in there Mm -hmm. like I taught you to talk about women this way so that way I wouldn't be jealous Mm -hmm. and then in turn you talking about women this way made me feel insecure about myself Mm -hmm. so but like it's not just always about childhood is kind of the point I'm making. Yeah. But your active role of how you participated in traumas in your own relationships. Yeah. In your trauma and systems. Yeah. yeah. Built. Ha- yeah. is something that you will unfortunately and fortunately actually, because it's not always a bad thing. Um, at least it's predictable once you're able to assess it. Oh yeah. I will say at least it's like you, you do get a, better handle on like what's going on and being able to label things isn't just where the work ends Mm -hmm. you can label things and be like yeah i get um like severely depressed when a b and c happens um just because you labeled it doesn't mean it's everyone else's responsibility to make you feel better no i'd like to say yeah your trauma is not your fault but your healing is your responsibility oh my god i love that yeah that's a quote i saw a long time ago but it's true it's true Mm -hmm. and reinvent it yourself is not the right word because you are going to have to live with those bare bones as essences of, like, what made you that person. Um, but if you want to change that, just keep in mind, it is an active role that you have to play in All changing year round, it. not just January. All year round. All year round. And so, and I also love the fact that you were like, no, I love me. Why does there have to be a new version of yourself? You can be who you are and start this path of self-love and know that, like, yes, you love yourself and you are able to improve. Always. Oh, yeah. Well, it's what you always say, which is that you can love something and have heavy criticism. Yeah. And I think that applies to ourselves where it's like, I can love me and I can have heavy criticism. Critiques. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, hey, you know, and for me, those two are the same. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't see um, criticism or critiques as different personally because I'm like, hey, whatever it is you're going to say about me is what you're going to say about me. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. It's going to hurt my feelings. But you're also never going to hurt me as much as I can hurt me. <laughs> so, like, yeah. calm the fuck down now. Yeah. Um, And I think that, like, that's it, though, is that you have to start from a place of love to be like, hey, what are things that I want to be better at? Mm-hmm. And then take those steps forward. I would love to I would love to see someone's New Year's Eve, like, resolution lists. And also see the intention. So it's not just a list, but there's a second list that goes beyond that of like, what is the intention with this resolution? Because the, again, more you set your intentions out of a place of self-love and like acceptance and just like grace, 
the more you'll be able to actually follow through with these things. Well, I think it, it always comes back to your why, like mm-hmm. knowing your why, knowing why something is important to you. It's the same thing with like looking at like your relationship and being like, okay, so where does this problem stem from? Yeah. And knowing why, yeah. like knowing like, okay, this time of year is really depressing for a lot of people. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's different if you just say, oh yeah, it's just depressing. No, like, oh, yeah. okay, well, then that doesn't fucking offer me, like, a solution. Mm-hmm. But if I know why, then I can either find understanding or a solution, and oftentimes both. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know why it fucking sucks, you're just like, well, it sucks. Yeah, then you're, you're like, okay, you're congratulations. putting wool over your own eyes. And, like, yeah. and that's the thing is, like, if you don't know your why, then you can't get any better, you know? Yeah. That being said, what's your New Year's resolution? If you had to pick one. Oh, if I had to pick one, um, definitely my New Year's resolution is to pick me over the things that make me feel bad. <laughs> if that makes any sense. No, so, tell me more. Um, there are certain things that like I will get a dopamine rush from, but it won't necessarily be good for me, if that makes sense. Like um, in I'll just cut to the I'll, I won't, you know, beat around the bush. I totally am. I totally am. Um, I found this year for me was like my fuck around season year. So like I just like, you know, fucked around and I had fun. I had really a lot of fun. But there are certain people that I fucked around with that do give me that dopamine rush. And it's so it's literally like a drug and it feels so good in the moment. But then they do things that make me feel like shit about myself. And I want to pick me. Whatever you have to offer, if even if you feel like the best drug on the face of the planet, if you still like somehow like shatter my confidence and make me feel like shit about myself, I'm not picking you anymore. I want to pick me. So that's mine. So what does that look like for you? To me, what is the act? So here's the thing: if you've read Atomic Habits, oh yeah, (laughs) setting your idea of like what you want to do Mm -hmm. is great, but without systems in place, we only fall. To the level of our systems. Yes. So then what are your systems for that? My systems. We're doing real life therapy right here. <laughs> I know, right? I'm, I'm getting grilled. No, I love it. I, love I have it, no though. idea what my answer is either because I'm too I, busy you're paying attention to, to yours. You need and I'm to, like, oh. You need to figure out your answer so I can grill you about it. Um, <laughs> I guess what for me, that looks like um, heavy boundaries set in place. So I can't indulge in people. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because there is that age old. Like I did have to fight the age-old, like, sexism that has followed with, like, women fucking around. Um, And just because I want to fuck around does not mean I'm a bad person. Like, men get, like, I don't know, they get fucking trophies for fucking around, you know? Men get high fives for being like, yeah, nice, you slept around, like, oh my god, that's awesome. I'm very lucky. I did not, that didn't, it just didn't stick the same way. I'm so happy it didn't. I'd have those little moments where I was like, oh, you're a terrible person for sleeping with so many people. And I was like, or... Is this like a sport that you're supposed to do with a bunch of people? Because what if you only ever sleep with your one person? Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been saying. All we are are animals with smartphones. Yeah. So what's the matter? I can fuck around if I fucking want to. And I like, shouldn't have to feel that the guilt. confidence it gives you to be like, look, I've slept with a lot of people. And I know that I made the right choice. Yeah. Because I've had a lot of bad sex. Like, I've walked out <laughs> that kind of bad sex. Oh, it must have been bad. Um, I've walked out on numerous occasions. Um, And that's fine. Yeah, because that's when I started to value myself. I was like, this is ridiculous. You're terrible at this. Um, Mm -hmm. I gave a dude a book on, like, 
idiot's guide to sex. Yeah. Like, savage. <laughs> savage. But the great part about that is it means that beyond just the, like, I love my husband because he makes me, like, want to be better. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, brings out a part of me that I cannot explain. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that you do. Like, you bring out a part of me that I can't explain what that is. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, being truly, like, seen and heard. Yeah. On top of that, I've had lots of sex. So I know that we're good in bed together. I love that. And that's my thing is, like, why why should I fucking carry around that guilt of feeling bad? So I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm going to stop fucking around. Because fuck that. I mean, it's fucking not fun. Dude. It's a it's very fun. natural, normal thing. It's natural. It's normal. It's fucking fun. Don't come for me. Anyways. <laughs> or come for her and deal with me. There we go. Or do that. Yep. And you don't want to do that. Um, I, I, I think it's just setting heavy boundaries in place of, like, A, reminding myself that I don't owe these people anything. We're not in a relationship. I don't owe you anything. And I need Ooh, to stop feeling obligated. One. I feel, yeah. yes, as as a naive person and as, like, a, you know, the person who's, seen, <laughs> who's just, like, too nice in a lot of situations, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm obligated to be nice to people. I'm actually fucking not. And I'm not obligated. For, people are not, they get weird after they sleep with me, like, they're entitled to my time. You're not. You're not. And I'm going to hold myself accountable to that. You're not entitled to my time. You're not entitled to me being nice. I, I'll be a decent person. I'm never mean. But I'm overly nice. <laughs> what did That's you say? You. <laughs> I just um, now she is. So she can be mean. I can be mean. As someone who lives with her, she definitely can be. Yeah, exactly. Kitty's got claws. But I, yeah, to me it sounds like it's setting heavy boundaries and also stepping up to the plate. And when people say things that make me feel bad about myself, fucking telling them. Like, actually being Oof. honest with them. That one hits me so hard. It's I'm awful. Terrible at that. Yeah. But, like... Hey, that hurt my feelings. Yeah. Me too. It's an incredibly... It, I'm horrible at that, too. It is so vulnerable. Yeah. And it's awful. But it is something that... It's the price you gotta pay. So, if you wanna sleep with me, you gotta deal with the consequences, buddy. I'm gonna be honest with my... <laughs> fucking feelings and you're gonna deal with it or not deal with it and that's fine it doesn't it doesn't change the quality of my life either way so that's what it looks like to me i love that yeah yeah finally that was good thank you i appreciate it so those are my systems y'all hold me accountable (laughs) (laughs) you're like yo have you stuck up for yourself has someone mean to you right kick the camera (laughs) nice okay so what is your if you had to pick one Um, I don't want to build off of yours of like me sticking up for myself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can if you want. I don't care. No, I think it's going to like my biggest thing is that I have to learn to be more gentle with myself. I love that. I was about to snap at you if you said with other people. I said, no, you don't. <laughs> I said, no, you don't. <laughs> with yourself. Um, yes. Yeah, because I, you know, I get accused a lot of holding people to high standards um (laughs) she just rolled her eyes for anyone who's not watching (laughs) um but to me i like i okay lord we're just let's be honest here for a second people um or animals i don't know maybe you're playing this for your dog um or your cat i don't know i don't think we're very yeah (laughs) hi chi chi we love you we miss you um i don't hold people to higher standards than i hold myself to Mm -hmm. And I personally feel like I hold people to a lot lower standards than I hold other people to. So, like, when I was pointing out all the stuff this morning at breakfast, like, that's wrong with our house when we have a dog sitter. Mm -hmm. 
coming in and I was like, oh yeah, we need to touch up this paint, this paint, this paint, because there's a big chip in our banister. Mm -hmm. And it happened like a couple weeks ago and I just haven't gotten around to touching it up. Mm -hmm. And a couple weeks for me is a very long time to not fix something that I see every single day. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and you were like, whatever, no one's going to notice. And I'm like, it is a glaring it is obviously in your face, like, yeah. hey, there's a giant chip in your banister. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's that, like, I notice all those things. And when I see them in other people's homes, I'm like, whatever, I don't give a shit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. But for me personally, every shortcoming is a glaring problem. Mm-hmm. So when I say the wrong thing, then I sit there and just, like, overly focus on it for so long. Or I will, like, hyper focus on how I said something and how someone could have taken it. Mm-hmm. As like a bad thing because that's the other part of me is that like because I am very like abrupt with my words a lot of people and because my tone is not that of like softness Mm -hmm. um and let's face it the older I get the less soft it's getting um I'm like a young George Carlin over here just spitting the truth getting more and more bitter sounding while I'm not actually bitter you're not actually bitter and Um, I also fuck that I get God, it irritates the shit out of me. But continue. (laughs) Um, But I think that's it is like learning to be a little bit kinder with myself and like trying to give myself grace. Mm -hmm. And it's through like the actions that we learned last year. So kind of just bringing over those same lessons of like, hey, do less, which I still hate saying. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge that you're a kind person, which is still gross. (laughs) 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 And just like. Giving myself more grace. Yes, absolutely. I love Which that. Which I hate. So what does that look like for you? What systems are you putting in place when you oh, get fuck. into this place? I didn't think about that. Um, I didn't think about it either. It was very hard, but... I don't know. It's probably... it's. I think for me, it's going to be speaking it out loud more. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, talking to our people about it. Like, talking on the podcast more. Because yeah. the more open I am on the podcast, the more... Um, I feel like I can just show up as myself. Mm-hmm. And even though there are still giant misunderstandings where people are like, you're mean, blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, which we won't even talk right now, but we will get into it later again. Please. About yeah. how sensitive people are. <laughs> and like, I really do feel like we're getting more and more sensitive the each generation. Right. As life gets easier in a lot of ways. And I, I get it. It gets harder in a lot of ways, too. But, dude, come on. Yeah. You're really sensitive now. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, as when I get misquoted, trying to have more grace with myself of, like, the feelings of hurt that come along with that mm-hmm. instead of just, like, going to a place of, like, armoring up and being mad. Because, mm-hmm. like, anger is my default emotion when I'm in pain, mm-hmm. which makes sense because Brene talks about that. Like, that's, like, the number one defense mechanism. Yeah. And I, I love that you and Brene have the same... <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing is like it's just yeah so I, I love the whole voicing it out because I do think that like you're more of an external processor mm-hmm. it is better to hear it because like genuinely your inner narrative can be so mean and oh like, yeah that's my thing when people are like oh she's mean I'm like you should hear the shit inside my brain bitch yeah I know if you heard what went on in there like shut the fuck up it goes again with the whole like is she being mean or do you have so much internalized sexism Mm -hmm. that you're convinced that she sounds mean just because she is being assertive yeah just because she's displaying other emotions other than being pleasant all the time holy fuck you guys like oh because i don't smile constantly yeah i'm probably the meanest person ever yeah and i can't wait to grow out of that because i'm still very much in the phase i'm learning my voice which is cool 
Um, but dude, it's iconic when she throws like she gets savage with. I people. can be mean. It's amazing. Yeah, she like actually stands up for herself. Yes, but the fucked up part is then I get like credit slash blame. You know what? I'm not. So, I'm not. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. You know what? This is just something that we're gonna have yep. to like navigate through, and it'll be okay either way. But I mean, with that being said, please let us know what your one New Year's resolution is. Yeah. If you have a New Year's resolution, yes. Um. If you don't, great. Mm-hmm. But let's like scrap the New Year's New You bullshit. Yeah. You're not gonna become a new you. You are just impossible. <laughs> going to build off of the you that's already there mm-hmm. and then heal the parts that need to be healed. Because that's all that is. The shit that we don't like about ourselves, it's just unprocessed. Res- yeah. yeah. Residual trauma that yeah. we need to spend time healing. Mm-hmm. And then that can be in our relationship with other people. That can mm-hmm. also be like internal work that we need to do ourselves. And whatever it looks like, like just... Have some empathy for that part of yourself and understand that it is not a full through like, hey, look, here you go. I fixed it. It's a two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, I love that. It's a constant process and it's a constant journey and it will get tiring sometimes and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you can also just stop for a minute. Yeah, you can like, stop We're the fucking pros at pushing hard on growth and then being like, all right, we're fucking spending a week getting high. Oh my god! Amazing at, the, at Universal because I don't want to fucking think about it. Fuck thing. yes! I'm. You know what? After this episode, I am even more excited to go to Chicago with you and Caboose because yeah. yeah. we are going to party. By the time you guys hear this, we will be hopefully back from Chicago. We'll see. Assuming there aren't problems with flight, because <laughs> um, we are spending our Chicago just living it or our Chicago, our Chicago <laughs> living it in New Year's. Yeah, we're just living it in New Year's. <laughs> yeah, tell us. So, so tell us your one New Year's Eve resolution, and please tell us your system behind yes, it. Yes, how are you going to implement that? Yes. So, okay, awesome. Thank you so much. We love you, and we can't wait to hear about it. All right, bye. bye. <laughs>